and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I've had an unexpected two-week break. I hope you missed me. If not, I hope you noticed I was gone, but I'm back. I had a very busy two weeks and yeah, I'm finally ready to make another podcast for you all. So in the two-week break, I had my 30th birthday. I turned dirty 30, my goodness. It's crazy how quickly time flies. Like even though my 21st birthday still feels like such a long time ago, I just can't believe I'm in my 30s now. Like how did this happen? You know, when you're younger, like in your teens or early 20s and you're like, when I'm 30, this, 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 or I'm going to be here when I'm 30, I'm going to be doing this when I'm 30. And then you get to 30 and you're like, wow, not where I expected myself to be, but that's okay. Here I am. It's funny. Once you get older, I was just saying this to a client this morning. I was saying, when you get older, you realize that no one knows what they're doing in life and everyone is just winging it. No idea what everyone's doing, but you get to your 40s. I'm sure it's the same. We still feel like no one knows what they're doing in 50s. And then all of a sudden you're retired and it's just all done. Your life is done. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> Sounds very dark and morbid, but it's it's true, I guess. Like, yeah, I had a really good 30th birthday. So what did I do? I On the day, I had the day off work. So 17th of March, if you don't know what day that is, it's my birthday, but also it's St. Patrick's Day. So I had the day off. I went for a surf during the day, which was so nice. I went to Point Addis. So it's a nude beach. I didn't go to be nude. I went to surf and it was just so nice. There was no one at the beach, which was perfect because actually it's probably not perfect because knowing my surfing and swimming capabilities is probably ideal that someone else was there to save my ass in case I get swapped out. But the waves were perfect. So I didn't have to worry about that at all. Um, and then at night we went out for dinner. Uh, oh my God, I've already forgotten where I went out for dinner. Where did I go? Oh yes. The Telegraph Hotel in Geelong. So it's been voted the roof, best rooftop bar. Um, that was really nice. And then we went to an Irish pub afterwards because they were obviously doing things for St. Patrick's Day. Um, and everyone was pretty rowdy by the time we got there. So I, yeah, we stayed there for a bit, had a few drinks and then went home, but it was really nice. And the next day I had my party, which was just day drinks. I didn't want to do a party. I just didn't care for a party, but I still did one. So I had it, it started at two. And finished at six, which was nice. And went out for drinks um, at the brewery afterwards. So my party was at Bomboras Beach Bar in Torquay, which is a very casual outdoor bar. It looks over the water. It's just so, so pretty. And of course, out of my luck, I get a day where it is the hottest day. (laughs) It was that 37 degree day that we had in Melbourne. We haven't had a day like that bloody all summer. The one day... I want it to be perfect weather. It's just way too hot. Everyone was like sweating bullets. And 
an hour and a half in, it started to cool down. It started to be a bit more manageable, but at the start, it was a scorcher. Um, but that's okay. The whole, the whole time leading up to my party, I was just thinking, just want it to be just at least slightly warm because it is outdoors. And then nope, it's going to be scorcher, but that's, it was all right. It was such a good day. I had really a lot of fun and I was really grateful to have so many people there, which was mostly just my family. I've got a really big extended family. So that was nice to have them all there. What else? I had my one year wedding anniversary. My goodness, been married a year. First year down. My husband posted a video, no, sorry, a photo on Instagram. And he's like, one year down, forever to go. And I made a joke. Imagine if he said, one year down, 10 to go. <laughs> Could you imagine? It'd be so funny, but no. One year down, um, we went to the kin, which is a beautiful Middle Eastern restaurant. It's really nice on the Esplanade in Torquay. If you're ever there and you want to go to a nice restaurant, go to the kin. And get the feed me menu option. So that way they can just bring out all the nice food. Because cost wise it will work out about the same. Than if you ordered your own meals. So you may as well get it. It's amazing. And that was really nice. I had way too much red wine. But it was so much fun. It was just. I was just in a red wine type of mood. It was cold. And when it's cold you feel like red wine. But yeah. I really enjoyed it. And when we were sitting down. There was a couple next to us. And I don't know about you, but do you ever, when you see couples, you think, are they on their first date? I wonder what number date they're on. Like you can tell they're, they're newly together. Anyway, so this couple next to us, I were definitely on first, no more than second date because I heard them talking and they didn't know like th- what their houses looked like. So obviously I hadn't been to each other's houses yet. Um, and it was the most driest conversation ever I was like oh my goodness they were talking about political stuff about gender diversity not diversity what is it gender like the differences in genders and what what different genders struggle with I'm like this is not first date material for conversation this is way too serious way too dry not one of them cracked a laugh or anything it was so painful to listen to and me and my husband were like texting each other under the table, like, oh my gosh, they should just call it quits. This is no chemistry whatsoever. They're talking about the housing market. I'm like, my goodness. If you're single and listening to this, my one recommendation, not that I'm an expert at all in relationships, but if you're not making each other laugh, what's the point? What's the point? Maybe they just, you know, needed to, you know, to... I don't know, just break the ice and that, that, that way they can get more conversation going, more fun conversation. But my God, it was so painful to listen to. But anyway, you're not here to listen to about that. But yes, I had a great week, had my 30th, I had my wedding anniversary. And yes, I want to get into today's episode. It is all about the common struggles I see people that work in the corporate world, the struggles that they face with their nutrition and their health, because it is a really hard one. And Back in my day, so before I was studying nutrition, I worked in the corporate world. So I remember so clearly the struggles, not just me, but mostly uh, the my colleagues faced with their nutrition. At the time, I was on a vegan diet, so there was only so much I could eat anyway. So I didn't struggle too much with it. But I know a lot of my colleagues did, and I saw some very poor eating habits in my colleagues as well. So I want to talk about that. Now, 
To get started with my food recommendation, it's not a food this week. I was in a conversation with a guy, one of my clients, and he was talking about how it can be really hard to not drink alcohol as much. So this sort of recommendation is to help limit your alcohol consumption. I know a couple of my clients love a cheeky glass of red wine. I know you're listening and you know I'm talking about you. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you know I'm talking about you. Um, and yeah, it can be really hard to break that habit, especially if you're a busy day working in corporate, you get home crack open that bottle of wine that's been building up dust in the cupboard. You're like, you know, today's the day to open this 2016 wine. <laughs> that's what I did on the weekend. But anyway, um, now my recommendation is to opt for a drink like a kombucha. So I don't drink kombucha much just because I don't. There's no other reason than that. I, When I feel like it, I'll go and grab one. But It has that fizziness and if you pop it into a wine glass or an alcohol glass, add some ice, it can be a really nice drink to have after work and almost feels like, you know, a treat. It may even give you the same reward that a wine does where you're like, ah, I'm having a wine, I can relax, but instead I'm having a kombucha, I can relax. It can be that thing because with alcohol, I, I believe that a lot of it is we associate alcohol with relaxing or the end of a work day. So maybe we can associate kombucha with relaxing and end of a work day instead of alcohol. It can be really um, hard to do at the start, but I think you can get into a really good habit of using that as your vice at the end of the day. Because everything is a habit, right? Literally everything we do is a habit. It is a habit to have wine at the end of the day or end of the work week. And it can creep up over time if you are drinking more than you should be. Let's put it that way. Um, So try that out. It doesn't have to be kombucha. I just think it has a nice taste to it and that fizziness. You can also do like a soda water in a wine glass or you can get non-alcoholic wine. But I do think those pack a little bit of calories in them. So these can be a lower calorie option if you're on a weight loss journey. Because remember, alcohol has calories And if you're consuming a bit of alcohol, it's going to increase your caloric intake. Okay, so there are a little bit of um, my recommendations for food. It's kombucha today. Um, I'm sure you've all had it, but maybe if you're, you know, you like a cheeky drink, this can be a little substitute so you don't have it as much. Now, for the news article for today, it's actually a good one. I don't have one where it's like, oh, You know, that crap advice you see on Sunrise. (laughs) No offense, Sunrise. Don't come at me. Um, Okay, so it was on today.com, that website. And the headline was, this dieting mindset is going viral because it can help you lose weight with less restriction. Now, I saw this article headline and I'm like, okie dokie, doll. Let's get into it. Let's see what they're saying. And I was reading it. I'm like, holy shit, this is really good advice. I use it with my clients when I feel like they need it. Um, And I think you can really take a lot out of it. So what they're saying in this article is you need to add and not subtract when it comes to nutrition. So stop taking things out of your diet saying cut this out, cut that out, don't have any sweets, don't eat this. But rather in this article's example, it says if you feel like waffles for breakfast 
instead of being like, I can't have waffles, I'm trying to be healthy, where you'd cut it out, instead add things onto it that are going to be beneficial. So maybe adding in some Greek yogurt and some berries could be a really good option to add some protein, add a little bit more fiber to that meal to make it a little bit more filling and satisfying rather than if you're going to have waffles and added sugars on top like honey, nothing wrong with honey, but it is another sugar. And that's not going to really fill you up. There's not much protein, not much fiber. You're going to eat it, digest it, and you'll be hungry again within the hour. Adding some more um, quality foods on top of it rather than saying, I can't have waffles. Another example, instead of saying, oh, I can't eat a muffin or a cookie, think about what can I add to this to make it more nutritious and more filling In your mind, you might be thinking, oh, but I'm going to be consuming more calories. But in reality, what will be happening is you're going to keep yourself fuller for longer because you're adding more nutrients into it. Whereas if you just had the muffin or the cookie, you'll probably go back for another one or you'll be hungry within the hour, just like the waffle. Whereas if you add something like a piece of fruit to it, it's going to be a whole lot more satisfying and filling. It's all about just not feeling like you are restricted but rather that you are balancing out meals and balancing out snacks a little bit better to help with reaching your health goals. Now, in saying that, calories in versus out is always key. You want to be eating less than what you burn, but if you have tried eating less than what you burn, but you feel restricted, this can be a bit of an easier way to just eat a little bit more balanced and get yourself used to eating more nutritious foods and adding in more nutrition into your diet. It can make it a little bit easier for you. Another thing they recommended in this article was a little mantra from a dietitian called Elena M-U-H Milstein, I think it is. Now she says, delay, don't deny. So In this TikTok that's part of this article, it says, instead of digging into a bag of pastries she's really craving, she eats something nutritious first. That way she doesn't end up filling up on pastries, which would leave her feeling not great and craving even more sweet treats. I love this as well for two reasons. Number one, she's so right with if she has something nutritious first and then has a pastry, it's just going to satisfy that craving so much better and actually keep her satisfied until the next meal or the next snack. Secondly, if she has something nutritious first, she might even find that she no longer wants the pastries and that she really just needed something nutritious in the first place. So in this, it's also about not restricting or feeling deprived. It's just about seeing how you feel after you have something nutritious first. If you still feel like the pastry, have the pastry. But if you're like, oh, I actually don't need it anymore. I think we're going to be good until dinner time, for example, then you don't need to have it. And you've just saved yourself you know, eating a highly processed, more nutri- more calorie dense meal um, that you didn't really need to eat in the first place. You just needed something a little bit new, more nutritious in your diet. So I thought this was super interesting and such a great way to look at your nutrition. So I definitely would recommend that. Hey, this is a super quick interruption to tell you about my new program, The NBS Method. After working one-on-one with over 400 people on their weight loss journey, I have developed my own unique formula and method to help clients get from restriction, binge and emotional eating, self-sabotaging behavior, and having no idea what actually works for weight loss to feeling in control, confident, knowing how to deal with their triggers, becoming a more mindful eater, knowing how to eat for fat loss, and finally seeing the weight loss results that they're after. This five-month nutrition coaching program will show you how to lose weight in a sustainable way, stop overeating, 
reduce binge and emotional eating, and finally feeling in control over your eating rather than food having control over you. Within the first few weeks, you'll start to feel lighter, healthier, more confident, and energized. You'll be in control over how much you're eating, you'll understand your triggers for emotional and binge eating, and you know you've learned the necessary steps to maintain your new healthy lifestyle. I'm so confident that you will gain so much value out of this program, and by the end of the five months, you will know exactly what you need to do moving forward to continue to see the results you're after or maintain your weight loss results. If this is exactly what you need right now, head to the link in the show notes to book your no obligation phone call to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. All right, let's get into today's topic of the struggles I see people in corporate having and how to rectify it. What are the solutions I give my clients that work in corporate to help with this? Because it is a serious struggle. And if you haven't worked in a corporate office or like an office setting before, you'd be surprised at the things that really come up for clients um, in these roles. Now, I have worked in a corporate setting and I have also worked in a job that required a lot of physical work. So I worked in a warehouse. Pre- um, previous to that, I worked in transport and logistics. Interesting. Um, I worked for a couple of different companies, Toll, IPEC. I worked for Vizzy Recycling and I worked in the office for those companies And I saw so much bad eating habits. I still remember them today because at that time I was uh, really conscious of what I was eating. At both those jobs, I ate a vegan diet, like I mentioned before. But yeah, so a lot of struggles working there. And as someone that was trying to make good choices, I realized now I was not making good choices. But at the time I thought I was making good choices. Um, everyone else around me were, were just making some really poor choices. And I want to talk about what I saw as I'm sure it's probably still similar these days. Now, the number one struggle I see is time management and time constraints. So people working in corporate often have very busy schedules and are limited to prepare and eat nutritious foods. Um, which can obviously lead to reliance on fast food or vending machine snacks, which tend to be higher in calories, sugar or fat, or simply they just don't eat at all. That is super common. They just don't eat enough food. Now, what is my solution? If you have been listening to me for a hot minute, you will know my first recommendation is you need to plan your meals and make it as simple as possible for yourself. So what I did um, when I'm going to talk about when I worked in a warehouse, cause I wasn't vegan then. And that is probably more realistic for the, the average, um, person listening to this. Now I would meal prep my dinners and lunches for the whole week. Now I could eat the same thing on repeat every single day. I don't care. I just want to eat so I can survive and get to my next meal. I couldn't care less about the taste. Um, now, so what I would do is I would either, buy pre-bagged lettuce, um, like garden salads and things like that. And then I would take a can of tuna and half an avo. And I will put that um, in my bag and take that with me because I didn't have to do shit. I literally just grabbed and go. Like there was nothing I had to prepare. I didn't have to worry about what I was going to make. Um, other things I did were the the quick cup rice, um, brown rice and quinoa little things that you just pop in the microwave and then also do a can of tuna or you can buy the pre-cooked chicken and you can put that with that and then you can add some avo and then 
you can also get the steam fresh packets of veggies and just put that in the microwave. And that requires zero effort as well. You're just putting things in the microwave and then putting it in a bowl. Super, super easy. For dinners, what I would usually do is I would buy salmon for the week and I would buy potatoes as well. And I'd put it all in the air fryer, all the salmon for the week, all the potatoes for the week in an air fryer. And then I would separate them once cooked into containers for the week. And that made it a lot easier for myself to eat well during the week because when you get home from work when you go to work and getting home you can't be stuffed (laughs) you cannot be stuffed getting uh food ready for dinner you will most likely drive past a a takeaway joint and you'll be like oh my god i cannot be bothered making anything i'm so exhausted i'll just go through the drive-thru but if you know you've got your meal ready at home for you to just put in the microwave and then eat It's going to make it that little bit easier to just wait until you get home and just put it in the microwave and make your life and your night so, so much easier. Now, if even this doesn't sound like something that you will do, get pre-made meals. Just buy pre-made meals. If you do, I want you to look at this on the nutrition label. Number one, has to have at least, at bare minimum, 20 grams of protein. I'll prefer it to have at least 30, but... I know it's sometimes hard to find ones, but if you can find one that has 20 um, to 30, that's going pretty well. And if you can have, depending on what size body you're in, if you're male or if you're female, um, if you're a female in a smaller body and you are after weight loss, I would probably recommend something between four to 500 calories. If you are a male at bare minimum, 500 calories as a general guide, right? Just general, general guide. Everyone's different. If you're a female in a bigger body, maybe 500 calories for a meal could be a good option for you. Um, that can be really helpful. Now I do have my go-to, uh, recommendations for pre-made meals. I love my muscle chef. That's a good option. Core Power Foods is a good option. The Coles Perform Meals are a good option. There are some... I also like the Super super Nature Wellness Bowls from Coles or Woolies you can get. They're great too. They don't have enough protein. So I would also, if, if it's a low protein one, add a can of tuna or some chicken to it to help bump up the protein content in those. Now with your pre-made meals, a lot of them don't have enough vegetables like at all. It looks like it's veggie wholesome on the packet and then you open it and there's like three little broccoli stems that's not enough fiber so i would also just buy some steam fresh packets of um, vegetables and then just when you put it in the microwave add that in the microwave too just to help bump up the fiber content for the meal now if you're one of those people that skip meals you got to stop right now stop because it's leading you to overeat once you get home and you might think you're not but tell you you probably are because if you're going the whole day without eating you get home you are absolutely ravenous the first thing you're doing is going straight to that pantry and downing anything you can find in there or you're going through the drive-thru on the way home because all of a sudden your stressful work day has stopped you're finally in the car where you can just de-stress and drive home and you're like holy mother of mercy I am starving right so if you are one of those cheeky people that skip meals My recommendation for you is to stop. (laughs) Now, plan your meals, have something you know you're going to eat once you get to work. And if you're one of those people to have a coffee in replace of your lunch, that is okay. But stop and have your meal and then have your coffee. Okay, you can still have your coffee, just have your meal first. If you are one to get up, grab a coffee, get in the car, go straight to work, 
maybe what we can do is have a breakfast that is a little bit more transport friendly and you can eat it in the car on the way to work whilst you have your coffee. Lately, I've been doing corporate nutrition seminars where I get up at uh, six. I'm in the car by 6.30. I'll probably get up at 5.30, get in the car by 6.30 and driving. And I'm not, you know, whipping up a breakfast and sitting down eating breakfast that early in the morning. I am going to maximize my sleep and take food with me in the car. Now, my go-to is a banana and a squeeze pouch yogurt. Not enough food for me for breakfast, no, at all, but it's enough to get me through until I need to get back in the car and get home. Because this is an 8 a.m. seminar, I am home by 10, finish at 9, get home by 10, and I can have, you know, a bit more breakfast or a bigger morning snack then. But because you're most likely going to be at work all day, you're going to need something a little bit more substantial. So what I would recommend is making something like um, toast. I know it sounds silly, but I've done this many of times on the way to what previous jobs. Have toast, put some Vegemite, put a slice of cheese on top, two slices. That would really make it a little bit more filling for you. If you are okay with this and don't have to worry too much about getting like food on your clothes. <laughs> Sounds silly, but I'm not one to care as much. But what you could do is cook up some eggs the night before, put it on, put it in between two slices of toast, wrap it up in foil, and then eat it in the morning in the car. I've got many clients that do similar things. Some, I've got some clients that cook omelets the night before. If they can cook an omelet the night before and make, eat it on the way to work, you can do that too. So that's another good option as well. And make sure you have your meals with you have your snacks eat more regularly and more consistently because that is one of the biggest things that are stopping people from achieving health goals is they just don't eat enough food it's either one spectrum or the other they eat too much don't eat enough and then they end up overeating later in night which is just another form of overeating but to the client it looks like they undereat. so that's something else that could happen now the second struggle i see with people working in corporate is the sedentary lifestyle now Depends on your your um, like what you're doing. Most people are going to be sitting down all day, every day for 12 hours straight. Get up, sit in the car or on public transport, and then you get to work, you're sitting down, back on public transport again. What I would recommend is wherever you can walk, walk. So whether you need to um, walk on your break. So if you get a lunch break, if you don't get a lunch break, make sure you get your lunch break. Spend 20 minutes walking and then you get back to your office, then heat up your food and then eat that or the opposite way, whatever works for you. But just get in steps wherever you can. If you take the train to work, park that little bit further away so you can get your step count up. You don't have to get the closest park to the train station. You can park a little bit further back and you get your step count up that way. I've got plenty of clients that do that too. I have some that even walk to the bus stop or to the train station so that they can just get their step count up. If you're sitting all day, every day, it's not great for you. Now, obviously, there's only so much you could do when you need to earn a living, right? So wherever you can get those steps in, it's so important. I think so many studies lately have been coming out and saying that being sedentary is the new smoking. So we really need to make sure that we're on top of our movement. Even just 20 minutes a day can make a huge difference overall. It might not seem like much at the time. Over a week, over a month, it's going to make a massive, massive change. So definitely get in what you can. Now, when I worked in the office job and even when I worked in a warehouse as well, I would get up early and go to the gym beforehand. So I got up early and went to the gym beforehand because 
my husband at the time, he was my boyfriend then, said to me, and it made so much sense. He goes, if you get up early and do your workout, no one can stop you but you. But if you do your workout after work, so many things can come up that will stop you from working out. Something happens at home, you've got to go out. Someone invites you out for dinner, you've got to go out, you're going to go out for dinner. You get stuck in traffic. Um, you're absolutely exhausted. Something happened at work that really upset you. Anything can happen during the day to prevent you from going to work, to the gym. So always recommend that you get up early if you can and get your workout in beforehand. Um, I think I remember getting to the gym sometimes at like 5 a.m. just to get my workout in beforehand. So if you can do that and also just be alert throughout the day for your work day, definitely recommend that and get to sleep earlier because strength training is also important. You can also get your step count up at the gym if you don't feel safe walking your neighborhood earlier in the morning. So many things that you can do at the gym just to help get that movement in. The next struggle I see with clients working in corporate is stress levels through the flipping roof. We're stressed, we're overwhelmed. And what happens when we're stressed and overwhelmed? For some people, we can emotionally eat and make poor food choices. So I've spoken about emotional eating before in detail. So you can go back to that episode and listen to it. It's one of the first ones I recorded. So scroll right down. But otherwise, I'll quickly do a quick recap for you here. So remember, when we eat because we're stressed or overwhelmed, this is a habit that we're forming. Okay, so we need to rewire our brain to go towards something else when we're feeling stressed and overwhelmed to help with that. So if you're working in an office or even it could be at home, um, what you need to do is find something else you can do in that moment that will really help you de-stress or feel less overwhelmed. Okay. Whether that is just sitting at your desk, closing your eyes, taking a few deep breaths, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. That can be really helpful. If you can, just say you're going to step outside for five minutes, pretend like you need to grab something from your car if your car's there. Go outside, go to your car, just take a few deep breaths, get the sun on your skin, feel a little bit more relaxed and get back into work. So that could be something else you could do if possible as well, because If we are making poor food choices every time we're stressed and um, overwhelmed at work, this can really lead to weight gain overall because a lot of the times in a corporate job, we are are stressed and a lot of the times we lead to um, overwhelm and um, yeah, overeating in general. We don't want to do that. So we need to rewire our brain to go towards something else. So there are a few things that you can do when I'm at home working. I find a hot shower really works. Um, I have a client, she's a vet nurse and she gets very overwhelmed. I think she said she's understaffed at the moment. And I told her that next time she comes home and she feels like eating, overeating on foods that she doesn't need to be having, instead, what can we do? And she said, I could have a bath. So I said, great. So you get home, you know, okay, I'm in a crap mood, I'm overwhelmed, I'm exhausted, I know I'm going to go and binge on foods, I am going to go have a bath instead and go and do that. And she said, okay, yeah, I can do that. And I said, even if you are so overwhelmed and stressed and you know you're going to end up binging and not actually go and have a bath, message your partner and say, run the bath for me so I can just go straight in there once I get home. And that way you're just even just not even going a beeline for the kitchen. You're going straight in there, de-stressing, and that can really help with overeating. 
like I said, for some detailed emotional eating tips, scroll back down. Now, the next thing I see, I have generalized it as peer pressure, but it's not really peer pressure. It is peer pressure, but it isn't. Now, a lot of people and clients I have that work in corporate, they have so many social events and lunches with clients and they need to butter up because they want to keep them as clients. They need to go and take them on lunches and all this. And firstly, I am so jealous because that sounds like amazing. Just getting like lunches, just, you know, on the company and you don't, <laughs> you can order what you want and drink what you want. And you know, it's all on the company, but it sounds all nice and good. But if you do this on the regular, from what I've heard from my clients, they get really I suppose the word's frustrated, right? Because they're trying to do well on their nutrition journey and everything. They're trying to eat better, but then they've got these events that they have to go to. And yeah, all fun and games at the start, but when it's like three in a week that a lot of my clients do actually have, it really adds up and they do end up a bit frustrated because they feel like they can't just gain momentum on their health journey because they have to go to these lunches, they have to eat, they have to butter up these clients and, you know, drink wine with them and all this stuff. And I totally get it. And it's not something you can avoid unless you, you know, can't, you know, don't want your job, right? So these are the things I recommend for those clients. Number one is know what meals you're going to have out for the week. Look at the menu and pick really good options. Now, what I find with most of my clients that work in corporate and they have these things is it usually ends up like share type foods where they, you know, sharing foods around or there's like canapes going around, like those sorts of things. So with them, what I would recommend you do, if it's like a sit down sort of thing, I would recommend getting your plate and then taking everything you want and putting it on your plate and just eating that if you can. Now, this can be really good because then you can be in control of how much you're eating. Because if you're picking at things, by the end of the night, you have no idea how much you've eaten, right? You've, you've been picking at things. You don't remember every single little thing that you've had. So if you portion out everything you need, be like, okay, where's my source of protein coming from? Put that on my plate. Is there anything that has some fiber in it? Get some greens in there somewhere. Is there anything with veg that we can add on the plate? Are there any sources of carbs we can add on the plate? What can we do to make this a little bit more balanced and do the best that we can in this situation? So that's my recommendation with food. If you know you're going out for like a lunch, a corporate lunch, maybe you don't need snacks that day. So you can cut down on food here and there during the day to help cater for the lunch out. And that way you are able to overall consume less calories during the day. If you find by cutting out a snack, though, it's going to lead you to overeat at wherever you're going, then I don't recommend that because you just end up consuming more. But if you know that you can still manage your your daily energy intake and skip some snacks and just focus on the main meals on those days that can work wonderfully so my next tip is about alcohol because alcohol is one you really get peer pressured for you can't just say oh I'm not gonna drink today everyone's like oh come on have a drink with me come on have a drink and then you know you're in a work setting you don't want to be like talking about your health goals and all this like no one cares right um everyone just wants to feel okay about drinking so they kind of pressure you to drink so in these situations um if you feel like you have to drink in these situations i would recommend low calorie options always getting no sugar drinks or like a soda water with any mixes or getting like a glass of champagne or even any glass of wine because what you can do with these is you can hold them for the entire day 
Like you can have this wine, sip on it throughout the entire like lunch. And that way, instead of going, you know, trying to have another one when everyone else is having another one, you can just hold your, you can have your same drink and you're not consuming so much then. And people won't be like, oh, you want another one? Do you want another one? Because like, oh no, I've already got my drink. Thank you. And you don't have to worry about consuming more. Also using the excuse that you have to drive home afterwards is great to really limit the amount of alcohol that you're consuming at these events as well. So that's my other one. Also, if there's like, you know, the boss is, I don't know, trying to butter you all up and is like, let's get pizza for lunch. And you're like, yay, pizza. I know from experience with many people, even the ones that aren't trying to do anything on their weight loss journey, people get frustrated about always consuming just these discretionary foods, right? So if this is you, I would still recommend you, you know, take your lunch to work and maybe just have one or two slices of pizza and having your own lunch as well. So you you can consume less of the discretionary foods and discretionary lunches and more of the good stuff. And finally, be really mindful, super mindful of what you're eating and how much. Be conscious of what you're doing and what you're consuming, especially if you're on a weight loss journey and a health journey, because if you aren't mindful, you can just easily consume so much more, get to the next day and you're like, man, how much did I eat yesterday? Like the weight's gone up on the scales. I'm so annoyed at myself. Should have just been more disciplined. So just be conscious of how much you're having. So I really think these tips can really help you with being as mindful as possible, but really focus on those fullness cues as well with mindful eating. So stopping when you're about an eight out of 10 full or even a seven out of 10 fullness. You don't need to overeat at these things, especially when these are coming up so frequently, like for some of my clients. Now, the next thing I notice that people in corporate struggle with is vitamin D deficiency because we're sitting inside at a desk we're not really getting out in the sun much it can lead to vitamin D deficiency especially if you're living in Melbourne bloody cold all the time we don't get out in the sun very much especially for majority of the year and a fact one in four people in Australia are vitamin D deficient so really make sure that you are getting some sun on your skin where you can Now, obviously be sun smart, you know, don't burn yourself or anything, but um, if you can get out in the sun for about 20 minutes while you're going for a walk, that can be fantastic to getting um, your vitamin D levels up. Otherwise, you can also get your vitamin D levels up through some foods. So an interesting fact is mushrooms. If you put them in the sun for 20 minutes, gills up and then consume those mushrooms, you will get your daily dose of vitamin D. Very interesting. And you can even buy vitamin D fortified mushrooms from the store, which is awesome. A lot of fish and uh, eggs are also high in vitamin D too. That, that can help bump up the vitamin D levels. But in general, we really need to be getting it from the sun. And if you can't, supplement because you it's really hard to go, to overdose on vitamin D through supplementation. So if you have one a day, you will be fine. Obviously, consult your healthcare practitioner before taking any supplements. Um, This is general advice, but if you're vitamin D deficient, you need to be on top of your vitamin D levels. It really helps with overall health, mental health, bone health, um, nutrient absorption so much. We need to be on top of our vitamin D. And finally, if you are a boss, a manager, team leader, this is for you. A lot of people that work for you that I see and I guarantee it's so many others that work there don't want discretionary items in the workplace. They are already struggling with their health because they work in an office. They're already probably struggling with weight gain. They don't need added, oh, I got you all muffins or here's some chocolates. Let's, let's pass them around. 
promise you that they don't want it. They will take it because it's in front of them. I mean, how many times can you say no to chocolate? Probably about three max before you cave in. So if we can avoid these type of foods in the workplace or don't bring them in for your colleagues, if you're, you know, you're, you decide to take them in, really um, focus on maybe switching the options for some healthier options. And if you don't know how to do that, you can contact me and I can go through some really good options for the workplace and snacks to have in the workplace that can really help. So they're my recommendations for today. I really hope you found this helpful. If you did, please let me know. I will be back in your ears next week for another episode. Um, And yeah, if you are struggling on your health journey, really struggling with balancing your corporate life with your nutrition, your health, your weight loss goals, send me a message on Instagram. Let's have a chat. Send me an email if you like to, and let's chat about how I can help you because you don't have to struggle and you can do it all. You can be successful in your career and you can still eat well and you can still live a healthy life. You don't have to choose. You can have both. And I want to show you exactly how to do that in my program, the NBS method, which you would have heard about before. All right. Well, have a lovely day today and I shall chat to you next week. Bye.